It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Welcome to episode of the Full Preservators Podcast. As we look towards the off-season we have to get into the postseason college bowl games. These are extremely important as far as trying to see where the Raiders should look towards. With me today, this this man has made quite the trip. He's made quite a journey. He is the pride of Cal State University, Northridge, co-host of the Touchdowns and Tangents podcast. His family, our guy, Kenny Berry. Good, good morning, Barry. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm good. I just got here, settled in. Um, I took the overnight. We did our, we did the podcast. We finished around 11, went home, packed real quick, uh, hopped on a little, a, fl- a flexi bus at like 1230, got to Vegas at like, uh, like almost before six, went straight to the Luxor. That's where like all the players are going to be at for, uh, the Shrine game this week. Got some mean. I'm just charging my phone and catching up with you. It's you know it's it's pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Twenty four hours so far. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, what position are you looking most forward to seeing play in the East West Train Guy tomorrow? Uh, for sure, quarterback. Um, I talked to at least the three I thought who are going to have like the most impact and like the uh. Had the most intriguing backstories. I talked to Sean Clifford, Penn State quarterback, just won the Rose Bowl. Talked to Louisville quarterback Malik Cunningham, who he might actually get a senior bowl designation, depending on how things go. Um, Malik Cunningham broke a bunch of uh, records at Louisville, broke a couple records that Lamar Jackson held. I think he actually 
He has like over 70 career touchdowns. He broke Lamar's record, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I talked to him, talked to Lindsey Scott. He, Lindsey Scott went to LSU and transferred to like Eastern Mississippi Community College. Then went to Nickel State for two years and transferred to University of Incarnate Word, who hasn't even, even, I don't even think they've been around like 15 years. And they nope. already have like an insanely high winning percentage. They are, they almost won the, they, they were one game away from the national championship, the FCS title game. Barely lost to North Dakota State. He puts up 60 touchdowns, eight interceptions, 70% completion percentage, uh, like almost 800 yards rushing, uh, 11 rushing touchdowns. So 71 touchdowns, you know, your last year in college. And then he wins a Walter Payton um, award. Pretty much is like it's the Heisman award for the FCS, or formerly known as Division II level. Uh, I talked to him about that. And he talked about, you know, all the pro concepts. Because, like, obviously with black quarterbacks, let's be honest, if you see an ounce of maybe something that might be deemed as hyper-athleticism, you know, you immediately forget that they know how to pass the football. You know, Cunningham threw a bunch of touchdowns in his career. Everybody looks at, oh, he's like a potential Lamar clone or he might be the next Tyler Huntley. But it's like he had, on his own merit, he was a great player. And uh, he talked about at Louisville, you know, he and Lamar both ran a pro-style offense. And, yeah, he used his legs to make plays, but he's, you know, familiar with up-tempo. You know, he knows how to, you know, get a two-minute drive going. He's he's done the things that would at least make you a baseline pretty good starting quarterback. Like, like Brock Purdy, you know, he was in the game last year, and when you look at it, all the things that he was successful at are the things that, like, if you let's say you don't have a star quarterback, you need them to do the basic things. Hand the ball off. Get the screen game going. Be up-tempo. Catch the defense off rhythm. You know, make proper throws. Those guys have proven it all week. Sean Clifford, uh, he killed the uh, the defense and, and practices, you know, yesterday, the, like the last hard – the last day of practices, really. Uh, he threw so many back shoulder fades. It was a receiver out of Buffalo. Uh, he mossed a couple guys in the back of the end zone, got his feet down. It was perfect. Um, I was like, you know, were you, as many back shoulder fades as you threw to Jahan Dotson, like, can you pretty much throw back shoulder fades with your eyes closed? And he was like, you know what? I probably could. I'm not going to try it. But it's definitely, you know, a, a throw in my, in my repertoire that I'm good at. So, I mean, I didn't get to interview Adrian Martinez, but when I saw Lindsey Scott performed really good, Cunningham performed really good, and Sean Clifford, um, you know, two guys from the national team. Uh, no, one guy from the national team, two guys from the uh, American team. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how those guys get going uh, during the game. But I also look at the D line because, like, you know, obviously, like quarterback is quarterback is going to lead the charge. Like, there's some pretty decent receivers here, there's in Pasadena, but the quarterbacks kind of are what moves the needle. I think this year, and also the D line, it's not as good as last year. But what people have to remember last year about the NFL, uh, PA Bowl, they had like 18 dudes drafted. 
a lot of those guys were in the second round. That might have been the best, like, crop of talent in the history of that bowl game. And they've been around 10, 11 years. Like, that, like there were so many guys who got called up to Mobile for the Senior Bowl and dominated. James Houston dominated in Pasadena, dominated at the Shrine Bowl in Vegas, and then dominated at the Senior Bowl, and then gets drafted. And then I think he ends up having more sacks than TJ Hawkinson as a rookie. And he didn't fully start. So, um, for the defensive line position, uh, Boise State defensive tackle, uh, Scott Matlock immediately stood out. He made himself a lot of money this week. Um, he's strong at the point of attack. He has violent hands. Like once he gets his hands on a defender, it's pretty much okay. Whatever his counter move is, he's going to beat you. Like if he gets a good, if he gets a good initial rush, uh, he, was playing defensive end and defensive tackle. He talked about how his senior year, he didn't really have that great of a year rushing the passer. Um, he kind of had more responsibilities in terms of the run game and run fits. But in Pasadena, he's been cutting up. Uh, he's definitely been cutting up. And uh, David Perales, the Fresno State defensive end, he seems like he's probably going to be more of a, like a, a linebacker slash DN. Uh, I don't think he'll really be like a base, a base four three defensive end. If he is, he's somewhat a little undersized, but he has the motor. Now, when you look at the Shrine Bowl, um, is it is there any one play that you're looking at particularly? Uh, as far as defense or outside of um, Matlock? Yeah, uh, as far as defense. Uh, Sacramento State linebacker, uh, Marte Mopui, yeah, number 54. He actually is a Hawthorne native, um, like from the city of Hawthorne, went to Hawthorne High, and they were, they've been terrible for years, but they finally got good. But, you know, Sacramento State, they lost to Incarnate Word, one of like the highest scoring games in FCS playoff history, just in, in history in general. And, you know, he was a he was a FCS All American. He's like around six three, six four. Definitely gonna be a linebacker, but depending on how fast he runs and while he how good he tests and agilities and all that, he could be, you know, a nickel slash safety. Definitely, you know, he's gonna be playing a lot of nickel in the league. That's definitely a guy to watch. You know, Sacramento State, I think their head coach ended up getting hired at Stanford, if I'm not mistaken. And you look at all the talent they had on that team, the fact that they pushed Incarnate Word the way they did, that's definitely a guy you should be watching for sure. Uh, Jackson State corner, Isaiah Bolden, is another guy. He's been real sticky in coverage. Now, when we come back from break, I want to discuss players that you see as extremely Great fits for what the Rays are trying to accomplish, but that's after a break. You're listening to the Full Press Rays podcast on the FBC Radio Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking.、Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and、uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.、A、laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah,、oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChumbaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are back with the Full Perspectives Podcast. Terrence Biggs, Kenny Berry from Tennis and Touchdowns, pride of Cal State Northridge. Works in the game, works in the sport, Kenny. When you look at everyone you have seen so far, outside of the first round picks or the high first round picks, what three players would you, if you are Ziggler, what players would you draft?、Uh, you have to look at the two top tackles in the draft,、uh, Peter Skanowski out of Northwestern. They've never fixed that right tackle spot, and honestly, Cole Miller hasn't been that great. So I think you know Paris Johnson, Jr. Those are two guys you could think. Those are two guys I would heavily consider. I mean, unless they somehow end up with Taylor Lewan in free agency, which I doubt because he's going to command a huge number. But that tackle spot needs to be addressed.、Um, also, defensively. I would have to go with 
and this one's kind of actually no, nah, I take that back. I'm gonna go with offense. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with the the, the Florida guard, Osiris Torrance. Their guard play. They really need one more guard. Um, if they're gonna move off from Andre James and slide uh, Parnham the center, which is where he really should be. Uh, Osiris Torrance is like one of the meanest offensive linemen in this draft, as far as his play style. All American at two schools. He's the only consistent All American on the offensive line of Florida history. Um, I don't know who the quarterback's going to be, but you got to fix that offensive line. They, the way I see it, they they really only have three fifths of an offensive line. And even if I like pick the defensive player, like the uh, the Clemson linebacker Trenton Simpson, which I think he'd be a game changer because he's athletic. He can play nickel. He can play. You know, in a base four three, he would take some pressure off guys, make a divine Diablo's job easier, so where he can just focus on roaming. Um, it's kind of, it would be useless to take a guy like that on defense, but your offensive line, you know, it's a patchwork every week. So I think they really need to be looking at tackle and guard. Um, and you know, Skrnowski out of Northwestern, Paris Johnson out of Ohio State, and Osiris Torrance which for me personally would be the favorite pick. Like if they somehow trade down, because I'm not sold. I'm not sold on them taking Stroud if he's there. I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. I think they're going to trade down or shock the world and take Bajon Robinson. But if they're not going to do those two things, realistically, you trade down and you build up your offensive line. And I couldn't think of, any other three players who would change the dynamic of that offense quicker? For me, I would look at it where if the top three quarterbacks aren't there, I would see, like you said, if the Raiders would trade down to possibly try to land Tanner McKee out of Stanford late in the first, early in the second. As somebody who covers the Pac-12, what do you see from the Stanford quarterback that you like and what, what do you see that you don't like? I'm honestly not impressed with Stanford quarterbacks. Uh, I think Stanford was really bad, and I think he is better than Davis Mills, but I don't think you should draft him in the first round. He has, like, the measurables and the talent, but he's not a transcendent talent. Um, I think he could possibly beat out a guy like Will Levis, and personally, I don't trust anybody who puts mayonnaise in their coffee, so he's kind of already off my draft board. Um. And he's going to be, what, 24, 25? So yeah. Will Levis is kind of old. He puts mayo in his coffee, which is a serious issue. Like, that's that's a problem. We got to, like, really discuss that as a culture. Like, that's – like, Patrick Mahomes can get away with ketchup or mac and cheese because he's a generational talent. Will, Will Levis is not a generational talent. At Kentucky, I mean, they had better talent. They were recruiting five-star defensive tackles. They were recruiting four-star linemen. Like, Kentucky got better all across the board, and they finally got a better quarterback. But I don't – I'm not sold on him. Tanner McKee, I think, might be a good backup. He could probably get him in the fourth or fifth round. Um, But, like, if the Raiders, I think they just should sit this draft out for QBs uh, if they're not going to take C.J. Stroud because Bryce Young isn't going to fall. And you're not going to take Anthony Richardson and play him day one. So, you're going to draft another QB – or go out there with Stidham, which is kind of pointless. So it's, you kind of have to trade back 
But me personally, just for next year, like Caleb Williams, Heisman winner, outstanding quarterback. But his deep ball accuracy was a problem for me, covering USC all year. You know, the even the loss to Tulane, like Brandon Rice could have had like a ninety-eight yard touchdown catch. Um, but when you go back and look at some of his deep throws, you know he's missing guys in stride. He's getting the ball down there. You know, on amazing throws, throwing off one foot, slinging it. But he's not catching guys in stride down deep downfield. And the, and the quarterback who does that the best this year and next year, he chose to go back to school. It's Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr., the Indiana transfer. Uh, he led the nation passing. That's my QB1 right now for talking about strictly throwing the ball. He can throw anywhere, everywhere. He's a lefty who has a hose, and believe it or not, he might be almost as fast as Caleb because he caught like a he caught a screen pass. Now, when you look at Anthony Richardson, you mentioned him before. Why are people so enamored with him considering that for all of his physical gifts, he hasn't put it together on the field? I mean, because it's the SEC. Uh, it's still Florida. They still put out elite talent. He's he. He's probably more athletic than Cam Newton, and he could probably be better than Cam Newton as far as a passer. And me personally, I thought he should have went back to school because I'm not. I wasn't really impressed with his completion percentage, but also the receivers really weren't that great. Um, Etienne, the younger brother of uh, Tra- uh, Travis Etienne, is a really good back. I think it would have been nice to see him. Develop one more year at Florida, but I understand why he did it. I mean, why, why wait to get into a stacked QB class next year when okay, once you take away CJ Stroud and um, and Bryce Young, it's a free for all. Like last year, I thought it was one of the worst QB classes in recent history. I watched all those guys at the Senior Bowl. I'm still not really sold on Kenny Pickett. They just put a bunch of people around him. Uh, but he couldn't take snaps without wearing gloves at the Senior Bowl last year. And Malik Willis looked like the best QB there. But unfortunately, he didn't get a chance to sit and develop. Um, so that that also like hurts a guy's trajectory when they're forced into action and everybody knows they're not ready. This guy, is he's going to be forced into action, and I don't think he's ready. But I do think he has the most latent ability to shock everybody. I don't think he'll do what Lamar Jackson did, you know, his first day out the gate. But I think he could be a starter. I think on the right system, he could possibly do what Russell Wilson did as a rookie um, while still testing the limits of his arm strength and, you know, seeing how he does in the pocket. But yeah, Richardson, you can't really afford to pass up with that athleticism, that size, that ability. But you just got to worry about, you know, the mental aspect of the game for him. Um, I guess somebody's going to fall in love with that. But if if he if he struggles like I think he does, he'll be a tight end in two years. How can people interact with you on social media and – Tell folks about the 
Tennis and Touchdowns podcast with you and our guy, Pete Camarillo. Most definitely. You can um, catch me on Twitter, Ozo Grande, Ozio Grande. Uh, touchdowns and Tangents. We have been going strong since uh, 2015. Uh, we're doing live radio. Uh, and then we share it via podcast format, you know, once it's not live. Uh, every Thursday night at uh, 8, sometimes 8.30, usually 8.30, though, uh, p.m. And, you know, we talk about football, talk about the world of football. We talk about the news that's happening. We also give, you know, analysis on the news, on, on stuff that's going on. Sometimes we even attack narratives that we see are kind of unfair and unjust. Because, I mean, when Pete and I started, sometimes the changes were like, we report just as good as anybody else out here. And some of these guys who we think they're they're great insiders, really, they're just being fed information. Because a lot of times you find out it's a buddy system. It's not like, oh, this dude's an insider. It's like, no, he's just friends with the right people. So they all forward the same information. And because if they work in a network, you can get away with that. You can always be the one pushing it out. Sometimes you're not even the one breaking the story. Somebody else broke it, but they give you credit. Because they see you as a legitimate name and there's money behind you. But, you know, coming up through journalism school the way we came up, you know, you don't wait. You don't wait for somebody else to break it. Like, you don't, you know, you, you go be the change that you don't see in news media. Like, I'm I'm a black dude from East Oakland. He's grew up in L.A. He's a Mexican dude who, you know, from uh, the I.E. who grew up in L.A., we got similar interests, taste in music, culture. We both played football in high school. So we have an understanding of how things go. Like we've, uh, we've tapped into the high school football market. Uh, I've interviewed a bunch of head coaches, coach who won a state championship in football. And at my old high school, actually, Rondell High School, we talked about, high. we talked about how, you know, Travis Clark, he won a state championship at our, he's, out of all the head coaches in the history of California high school football, he's the only black man to win a division two A championship. He's like, as far as like CIF championships, he's the highest ranked black coach to ever win that distinction. And when you look at the the high school football situation, California, it's D one open, and then D you know D one A. And if you're not modern day or St. John Bosco, you know, you're not going to be in the open division. You're not beating those two teams. So all, think about all the high schools that had all this black talent, Long Beach, Poly, um, all these schools that had all this NFL talent, and only one black man has won a high school championship at the level, at the difficulty that he won it at. He put like 10 guys in school, two weeks, two weeks below two, is a USC All American led the nation in sacks. If he runs like let's say anywhere in the sub four seven, he'd probably be a first round pick. Came out of Lawndale. They didn't even have the equipment like bags and stuff for him to train. When I was in Lawndale, I'm thirty. I'll be thirty one like less than a month. When I was, mm-hmm. I, yeah, when I was at Lawndale, my sophomore year, they took away our weight room. They put all our weights in a handball court, and it looks like a prison yard. It's looked like that till this day. Now, keep in mind, 31, or 30 going on 31. This was 17 years ago. 
So they've had the same weight room for 17 years. They had kids lifting with rusted weights, and he won a state championship, and they're just now redoing the field. They they gave they gave him the money and like bought a huge uh, a huge scoreboard. And it's like when you think about people think about local sports, they're like, oh, what, what high school did that guy go to who made it to the NFL? But like we've actually done the reporting on those high schools and you know where it starts and like, yeah, what happens after that five star recruit or that huge recruit leaves that high school, goes to college, makes it to the league? What happens to the pipeline that he came from? Does it just dry up? Do other, you know, programs just prey on that talent and then leave, which happens in a lot of cases. And then, you know, that area that's economically impacted, those kids who are growing up, you don't have to ask, hey, I wonder what happened to those kids. I wonder what happened, you know, to that city. And I like that's something that we kind of touch on. We, we go past just, you know, the box score when it comes to sports. We actually talk about, okay, how does this affect the ecosystem going forward. Because, you know, it's with all these kids at these bowl games, like um, Marte, uh, Marte, Mape, the, Sac- the Sacramento State linebacker, you know, he got really passionate talking about the uh, city of Hawthorne. He's like, there's so many D1 kids in that city, but they all go to other schools and chase a bowl ring in high school. Or when COVID happened, arguably like three classes of kids got wiped out because the transfer portal happened. Uh, JUCOs dried up for a second. And honestly, they're only taking, if you're lucky, they're taking 40% of high school kids, um, you know, in terms of recruitment. And that 40% is like the top 10%. So how many thousands of kids who maybe would have made it to the NFL from humble beginnings, had their whole life trajectory changed based off COVID, based off all the things going on. And, you know, for our podcast, our, our radio show, that's some of the things that we touch on, you know, in the content that we talk about. Sometimes we're on the edge. Um, and I'm really proud of, like, the standard that we've set and the space that we've created, even for other people who came after us to do their own thing. And maybe it's not exactly what we do, but it's needed and kind of, you know, the ecosystem of radio and journalism because a lot of stuff is paid for. A lot of stuff is you're hearing it from the same people over and over again. It's not really authentic. So I'm, I'm grateful for the fact that we've always been authentic. We're always original. And, you know, we bring a lot of great content. Like last year, um, from the NFLPA game to the Senior Bowl, uh, I got about 35 interviews. Uh, and like, but I look at 35 of those interviews of those people, like 20 of those dudes got drafted. Eric Johnson, the D tackle for the Colts. I was like one of the first people to call him out and be like, yo, this guy's going to be really good. And then he dominates at the NFL PA Bowl. He had like a, a legendary Aaron Donald moment where he spun on a defender and put him on skates and everybody talked about it all draft off season. But I was one of the first people to interview him. You know, he came out of Missouri State. So, I mean, it's – sorry, I'm kind of, like, long-winded, but I'm just – when I really think about, like, touchdowns and tangents and the brand and what we've done, um, I'm really proud of that, and I'm proud of how we've managed to kind of push things forward and create our own space in the culture of, you know, sports and journalism and 
and all that. Now, you mentioned you and Pete played football. There's been a long-standing bet between you and Pete. Line up. Let's just call it ten dollars a snap. So you went through with it, like nah, the rematch. Like, uh, we didn't do the rematch. I mean, it's it's kind of like. So he's like he his thing is he never played defense in high school. I did, and I'm like, well, that's not my fault. I'm more versatile than you. I played, you know, tackle, center, and then on defense we ran multiple defenses. And the you know in high school we went from like a four three, shooting gaps to a four three from having a two gap it, head up on the guard to a three four me playing nose, <clears throat> five technique. So when I got my stance and I bull rushed him, he got mad. And I'm like, dude, that's my skill set. Would you tell the sprinter not to run fast? It's like, no, you wouldn't. You're going to tell nose tackle not to bull rush you? No, that's the easiest way for me to get, get you off me. Because he's kind of the like he, the system he played in in high school, he had like four four star receivers on his team. I was like, it was a track meet. All you did was throw all day. I was like, you didn't really actually, like, you didn't have to play defense. You just played offensive line. I played, I had to play everything. We were in the wing team. So we have that argument till this day. And then the whole argument about IE football versus inner city football. And then when we finally lined it up, uh, inebriated or maybe not inebriated at the Raiders game, uh, he got ragdolled. But then he made an excuse like, oh, I don't play defense. It doesn't count. And he got me on like two of them, mostly because I slipped. But, you know, everybody else agrees who was there that I won four to two. But somehow he spins the narrative that it's a tie or that he won. So one day we might lock it up again. Who knows? Kenny Berry from Kansas Touchdowns covering not just the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl, but he's West Shrine game. Thank you so much. Give my my Barry our regards. Tell her all of us say hey. Will do. Thank you. This has been another episode of the Full Press Raiders Podcast. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.